I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus Speller. That guy Jim Campbell's here. Hello. That man Luke Moore's here. All right. And that thing Pete Donaldson's here. I've eaten too many crisps. Hello, Marcus. How are you? You all right, mate? I'm doing very well, Peter. You're slouching in your chair a little bit. Is your back all right? It's absolutely fine, Good. You're sparkling otherwise. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. His eyes are always sparkling. He's got Mm. beautiful eyes, Marcus. There's no need for any of this, gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, Luke, are you ready? Oh, well, you've got eyes like spanners, Marcus. They tighten my nuts. You want to start like that, do you? Just get along with it. Just get going along with the loving. All right. Aren't I? A lot of loving to be had, ladies and gentlemen, especially Mm. for Tottenham Hotspur. They Don't won the football that. match. It's they... a, it a fantastic game of football. One of my, one of my favourite games of the season so far. They figured out how to win at Wembley. It's to outscore the opposition. I knew it. Mm. Back partic- to basics sometimes, indeed, isn't it? Indeed, Jim, indeed. I, I particularly enjoyed the way that Dortmund thought, well, Spurs are here for the taking. We're going for it. Yeah. And and Spurs, to, to their credit, just said, well, you, you fill your boots, pals. Mm. We're catching... <laughs> We're, catch ca- on the break. we're catching you on the break over and over yeah. and over and over and let me finish and over again. Yeah, they were, I mean they controlled the midfield a lot of the time, but Spurs were just so fizzy. They were, they were it was, fizzy, it was, it was industrious, a, it was fizzy. A fantastic performance. The only, the only sort of um, downside to the whole evening mm. um, from from a, from a neutral punter's point of view was the uh, the level of the officiating, which I thought was very poor. Was yeah, very I mean poor. the Al- Albamiang disallowed goal in particular. That that was the goal of the game. It's a beauty. Should have stood. It was brilliant. Absolute beauty. Yeah, Dortmund. They they didn't give a, a brilliant account of themselves, and, and not the only Germans that have not given a brilliant account of themselves in North London. No. Obviously, the, at the time of recording, Arsenal and Cologne hasn't finished. There's been some unpleasant scenes. But we're talking about the pleasant scenes at <laughs> Wembley, Peter. Well, I saw some pleasant scenes in the afternoon. Everyone seemed like they're getting on a, a heck of a lot, to be quite mm. frank. Mm-hmm. So they, you wonder they, what, what, what they could have been doing between now and then. They yeah. might have <laughs> changed the atmosphere I mean, to be fair, so I came off the Caledonian sleeper at seven o'clock and I saw a few uh, Cologne fans drinking Marks and Spencer's lager. Mm. So. Wow. Well, you are in absolutely no position to be criticising others for that. Uh, well, I had one off them. Yeah, yeah, I bet you did. It's not really a criticism, is it? It's no, just an no. observation. I was like, Marcus so Spencer, nice choice. Yeah. Marcus Spencer's Belgian lager is actually all right. Yeah, it is. I'll stick my neck out there and say that's okay. <laughs> but going back to the Spurs, going back to the Spurs game, Serge Aurier had a lovely time. 
What, what, he was, that was an eye-catching performance. What about that dummy he did in his own oh, box? And then he took on the, was it the winger or the, or the, or the fullback? Mm. He looks good. I mean, well, oh, this is no revelation, well, but... Well, Jermaine Genius made a really interesting point on Match of the Day 2 a few weeks ago where he said, do Spurs have the penetration against a good team without Rose and Walker at fullback? Mm. And um, he was saying, that, you know, Ben Davis probably hasn't got the legs, hasn't got the pace, and, and Kieran Trippier, who will be fair to, probably isn't fully fit and we, we're not sure if he can step up to Carl Walker's level. Serge Aurier certainly got the quality, mm. certainly got the pace, and certainly got the engine. And I think he's a, a fantastic addition. Really, also, really as we were talking about earlier, he's uh, you know he's a fairly experienced Champions League player for someone as young as he is because of the time he spent at PSG. And Spurs need that, you know, if they're going to sort of kick on to this next level. And it's a great getting, a, getting a big win like this in Europe is how you sort of you know how you foster that atmosphere at a place like Wembley. I know they're only there temporarily, but the fans want to turn up, remembering the good times they've had, and just get into that buzz. And that's that's how they get rid of this hoodoo as, as soon as possible. I think it was definitely a buzz around the place. People said yeah. the atmosphere was fantastic, and Pochettino after the game looked very pleased but there was a touch of relief as well in his mm. face I think he was pleased partly because I, I think he, he he's, he's just watched his players perform a, a good game plan to the letter really mm. I mean I think he knew that Dortmund were going to come on to them and I think if you look at the I saw a really interesting infographic today of the average positions of each player and Spurs was so deep so deep but they were absolutely explosive on the break um, hands up who was impressed with the Dortmund goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> no hands no hands no up no hands up maybe Harry Kane's hands like an absolute statue yeah. for, for two of those goals I mean admittedly the other goal probably wasn't his fault but I mean the Wembley hoodoo it got to him <laughs> it got to yeah. him it's basically yeah. transposed itself onto that goalkeeper now <laughs> is it? that's what you've got to do that's what Spurs need to do they need to get the hoodoo onto the opposition and mm. then they'll win that's mm. how it works Peter the hoodoo voodoo and, yeah. and Dortmund to be fair to them I mean it's a tough game for them away from home of course they did score um, a goal you know which was perfectly legit yeah, yeah quite I mean that could have been and that was a real um, game changing sort of moment because that would have been 2-2 wouldn't it at that yeah. point but they had some players missing Marco Royce uh, Rafael Guerrero Andre Schiller and Marcel Schmelzer well Spurs had Deli captain. Alley missing they, yeah they did absolutely yeah and Danny Rose still yeah so you know, it's not a competition. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, it is a competition. It's a Champions League. I'm not trying to win a competition with you on that. No, I'm just put, pointing it out that Dortmund were, were perhaps a bit under strength. What about old Hazard Kane? Eh? Oh, yeah, he's wonderful, Jim. Is he? <laughs> but he is. A, I know this is, has all been said before, but just such a great modern forward. I was saying this on the telly box earlier. Fizz, Fizzer was uh, sticking his orium on the Phil Neville. Yeah, he what was, was he sticking saying, his, saying that he thinks Harry Kane. He's basically stirring the pot, saying he thinks Harry Kane needs to move. To, to get into that world-class bracket. These, are, these are Fizzer's words, I completely one. agree yeah, I bet you do, yeah. <laughs> Because I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid also in, the, in that group with Dortmund and Spurs. They won 3-0 with big Ronnie getting a double. He's back after the ban. Can, can I just say, yeah, he is, and uh, an explosive style as well. Can I just say that I watched, during the day yesterday, I watched um, a game in the UEFA Youth Cup. They're showing it on BT Sport. And, and the games, as far as I understand it, um, mimic what the Champions League games are. So I think when Dortmund, for example, come over, right. they, they're under they bring... whatever team come over and they play against Spurs. And I think the game was at, um, at Spurs training ground. Spurs. On, on, a, on a younger plane. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, one of those electric ones. It was a Fisher-Price play. <laughs> and, uh, and Spurs beat them quite handily. And of course, because of that, um, mm. Real Madrid played Apoel. And Spurs beat Dortmund, I think, 3 or 4 nil. It might have been 4 nil. Real Madrid, 10-0. 10-0. 10-0. That's an academy. Wow. Future's bright. 
Yeah. <laughs> Eight of the goals came in the last five minutes. By Cristiano Ronaldo. By yeah. Sergio Ramos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, every every game. Uh, Ronaldo, I don't think I've ever seen a player do this before, and you know, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. But it, he disagreed with the goal line technology system, didn't he? He did. He wasn't having it. I, yeah. I love that mm. so much. Well, you've got it wrong. <laughs> Play it again. How many cameras have you got? Yeah. Not better than my eyes. <laughs> just, just, just shouting at Hawkeye or whatever they call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you ever played the game? Yeah. You're, oh. a, you're a bloody hawk, mate. Yeah. You're an armchair spectator. Do you, do you know what VAR stands for? Vilifying against Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. You know. Uh, and, and it's a great shame for, for old Ronnie, but he did get two goals. Sergio Ramos scored an overhead kick. It wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing overhead kick, but it's still an yeah, overhead kick. I mean, they're all overhead kicks, aren't the, they? The He's man, a centre-half. The man can't go for a pint of milk without getting some sort of headline. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he's just, he's just box office, whatever he, he is, does. He's a wonderful player. <laughs> well, did you see him in Top Gun? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, 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 looks, he, looks he was superb. literally box office. Well, he, he, he scored an overhead kick. From open play yeah. after 61 minutes, and he's a centre half. Yeah. They're only 2 0 up okay, against much poorer opposition. He gets forward a lot, though, doesn't he? But that, from open play with half an hour left, I can understand it was the last five minutes and go and have a run up there. But do you not think. Um, Charging well, forward. You'd expect Real Madrid to win this group, right? Mm. You would. And um, so that's why the Spurs result against Dortmund is so, so, is important. so important because it. it People are rightly putting this question mark for whatever reason over Spurs' head. The fact they're going to be playing in a home away from home this this season. So for them to get such a convincing win at home straight off the bat is is really important. This was a crucial and against their their realistic rival for second as well. Mm. And absolutely, and that's what that's what I mean. They're playing Swansea uh, this weekend. They are. Um, You'd fancy them to 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 do the business against them as well, especially after what's happened midweek. Certainly right. Yeah, and we can't gloss over the fact that Marco Ancencio didn't play because he got an infected pin on his leg oh, after sorry, yeah, shaving okay. his legs yeah, but yeah. it's quite standard practice for Iberian players to shave their legs mm. due to massages and whatnot. and also um, I think that just gives a nice breeze down there yeah. in the in the warm summer sun do you, you fancy a bit of that Marcus because uh, that would be a three day job yeah, for the, the little <laughs> hairy that'd be boy. like Artexing the biggest bungalow ceiling <laughs> Pete, that would uh, be like sell it off to make wigs <laughs> that would be Marcus's <laughs> entire pre-season <laughs> <laughs> get rid of it and he'll be back in a day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many goals have you ever scored mate yeah, <laughs> <laughs> little Harry boy. Yeah. Uh, it's it's never held me back. No, it has never not. held me back at all. But some English players said that they would often shave around their ankles because yeah. when they're strapping up their ankles, if you if you whip the tape oh. off, hard man like me never needs to strap up anything, Peter. Mm. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah, why is it aimed at you? That's yeah. the. Why is he licking his lips? Stop it! <laughs> Stop it and move on. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. And better. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm doing a Neville. Oh. Um, one of, uh, how about this, eh? Speaking of Spurs, if you will, one of their former sons, uh, who's now employed in China, was having some trouble in the Champions League, the Asia Champions League. Shanghai SIPG coach Andre Vyash Boas has accused Wang Zhu Evergrande of causing car accidents to delay their team bus before their quarterfinal match. Yeah, this is a, that's one of the most amazing conspiracy <laughs> theories I've ever heard of. Yeah, but but he has evidence to back this up. If you saw some of the photos that were taken, they went to to, to play. They were four 0 up from the first leg, and if you look at some of the photos that I think they were like Instagramming or tweeting it looks like the same cars were involved yeah. in certain incidents in front well, of this bus it's like banger racing just happening on the motorway <laughs> yeah. not only that an article I read said there have been accusations of this happening in the past that Huanzhou have engineered traffic problems 
in order to slow down the buses of rival teams. And Andre Villas-Boas' team, obviously, they, they eventually were able to go through anyway, despite against all just? the odds, just about. Um, but he was not holding back in this press conference. He said, and these, these are the words he actually used, Evergrande manipulate the AFC and they can do whatever they want. It's big, isn't it? It's big work. I'm yeah, but trying to think China might be where it's at. It yeah. is. It really <laughs> is. Certainly for this short content. The yeah. Thing is, yeah. But the thing is with Vyash Boas, the accusations he's making, when you look at the evidence, you can understand. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of on the side. You sort of got, it's not the weirdest thing I've heard. But you know what? It, it nearly worked uh, for, for, for Wangs River Grande because they were 4 0 down for the first leg and won 4 0 after the 90 minutes. Mm. Went into extra time and it ended 5 all after extra time. Obviously, they don't have away goals. Shanghai had two men sent off, mm. which Vyash Boas seemed to be rather annoyed about. But they won. They won 5 4 on penalties. So, so Vyash Boas' team did get through to the semi finals. It was incredible, though. What does Big Phil think about all well, this? Well, Big Phil Scolari manages Evergrande, oh, yeah. doesn't he? They're, he? they're eight points clear at the top of the league as well, by they're, the way. They're, they're, they're having a lovely time at the top of the league. He claimed that in the first leg, the dressing room, the, the away dressing room's air conditioning unit was bust, so it was like a sauna in there. The old Barry Fry. Barry Fry right. stuff. Yeah. Oh, everyone's at it. Hey! Yeah. I think um, endangering the lives of um, people on motorways is a little bit more serious, though, isn't it? Yeah, but the Big Phil moustache, you don't want that Wilton, do you? No. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't. And uh, imagine if it was done in the home dressing room. Oh, AVB's voice he moved up there for the humidity yeah. the thing is if it goes have been in a dry arid sauna it's true but if it goes like a sauna and it's very steamy it depends what we're talking about here if it's a dry sauna fair enough but yeah. if it's like a steam room well it's he, he literally lo- said so it's sauna he like a sauna, sauna. Yeah, okay yeah. right because if it was a steam room it'd put a lot of volume in Phil's moustache wouldn't mm. it it'd be quite, get quite frizzy wouldn't it, <laughs> it would. actually that would be a great tactic wouldn't it that the away dressing room just is a sauna Barry like Fellaini Barry- just becomes a big ball of hair. Just turn up the humidity. <laughs> Barry Fry would, would be would be in, in favour of that. I mean, he used to get up to, up to all sorts of antics back in the day. Didn't he did, he? yeah, turn the heating off in the away dressing room. That's in, not. That would make it in the winter, cold. and then and then pump it right yeah. up in the summer and stuff. Yeah. 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 Do, did we ever cover that story when Big Fell was spotted in Derry, like on a bus? I don't what? think so. His son lives Phil's and works. Gary. Yeah, Phil's Gary. He, he, his, his son lives and works in, in Derry. Ireland. Yeah, in Derry. And he was on a bus from uh, someplace to Derry. And like, his bloke was just sat next to him and he went, Sorry, are you Phil Scolari? <laughs> I mean, I, and I know it was you're a, Phil Scolari. You're a journeyman, but the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the the premiership in this country, I didn't think yeah. you'd end up yeah. here. Yeah. He, just, he just did a random uh, bus from Derry to Belfast. Really, very strange. Mm, it was well, back in like January. I don't know why we didn't. I'd sort of read it a little bit later. I was thinking, We must have covered that. I must have been off that week. <laughs> <laughs> we would have devoted three weeks to that. Yeah, we did, we did cover it, but you were in Derry. <laughs> <laughs> Following fell around. Oh, wonderful. But it's, it's, it's good to have a high-profile bust-up, get the, uh, the Chinese <laughs> league a bit more... Do you think oh, no, it's the Champions League, of course. The, the do you think we'll see a bust-up between um, Pochettino and Paul Clement this weekend? Uh, probably not. No, they're both quite mild-mannered, no, really, no, aren't they? Quite, quite mature, level-headed chaps. Uh, would you guys be curious as to see how Renato Sanchez gets on against Spurs? Because he looked very, very short of match fitness in, yeah, he against did. Newcastle, didn't he? There's a lot of expect- expected from Sanchez, understandably so. Mm. Uh, I think that if he's... I think I think playing for Swansea, it could be one of those ones where it reinvigorates his career. Because he will have time. The expectation won't be there every week. I know people are looking at him now. But if he can get some performances under his belt, then it, then his stock can go higher. I don't think he'll go back to Bayern and, and stay there um, for very long. I wonder if... And I, I don't disagree with any of that. I, I wonder if Swansea have slipped under the radar so far this season is the same way that Bournemouth have. I mean, Bournemouth haven't picked up a single point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason for that is this Crystal Palace story yeah. that everyone's talking about. If you look at um, Swansea... Yeah, true. But at least West Ham have picked up a win mm. now. I know Swansea beat beat Palace earlier in the season, but they've not had a great start. And then don't know, like, they can score a huge amount of goals. And, and they've got two so far in the league. If you look at their options, so you've got Wilfred Bonney, who hasn't scored goals for ages. 
Tammy Abraham is 19 years old. Mm. Um, AU never really scores in any volume either throughout his career. Sigurdsson was the guy creating all the chances mm. and he's gone. Um, Lorente's also gone. So you do what you sort of fear for them a little. I mean, yeah, he does have the old goal in him, but he's he's not stepping up at the moment. They've already attempted the fewest shots in the league as well. So this is borne out by the stats. And so if you get to sort of the second half, if we get to the second half of the season, assuming they don't strengthen in January, which I know they might do, it's not easy for a club like Swansea to find a goal scorer anyway. But if they don't strengthen in January. Would you be happy relying on a 19 or 20 year old Tammy Abraham and Andre Ayew to score yeah. your goals and Wilfred Bonnie? Yeah, who, and who, confidence who, knackered Wilfred Bonnie. Exactly, and, and who's, who's had bad injuries as well. It's, well, it's, it's worrying for them. I know what you mean, but there's, there's still a lot of football to be played from now until January. Yeah. But I think with Sanchez, if he can really inspire that side and, and, and really fulfill even just a bit of his potential while he's mm. there, he could, he could be a great driving force. He's that type of player. Could, great yeah. engine, he's got a bit of. Uh, he could skill. sort of grab more by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a big ask for a guy who I don't know if he even speaks English. It's obviously. Uh, a very different uh, to league to what he's played in before, although you would imagine with his attributes he'll be okay. Mm. Um, so it is a big ask, but a, a player like that who, who you know, not that long ago seemed to have the world at his feet, yeah. could be an op- this is a great opportunity for him to do that. Well, Better365 make fo- uh, Swansea a 14-1 to shot to pull off an upset and beat Spurs at Wembley on Saturday evening, so £10 will return £150, including stake. Yeah, there we are. We've mentioned a bust-up. We'll mention another one uh, that happened on the touchline. It was between Jurgen Klopp and Sevilla boss Eduardo Barizo. He was sent to the stands and uh, Klopp said after the match they sorted it out and he said, the manager of Sevilla asked me to come into the dressing room. He wanted to explain the situation around his red card, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. His his explanation is really bizarre though. Have you yeah. seen what it is? Because he got a yellow did he get a yellow for throwing no, he got tall off, didn't he, by the ref for throwing yeah. the ball away. It's, it's a big regret of mine, they don't dish out actual cars to managers. Yeah, they they should do that. Agree. Yeah. Absolutely. They've got that in the pocket, literally. Yeah. Yeah, why they, not? Why not do it? Yeah. I agree Absolutely. with you. So he he claimed that he threw the ball away once and then he threw it away a second time, which is when he got sent to the stands. And he claimed that the second time he did it to try and make up for doing it the first time <laughs> as a sort of sporting gesture. Now, am I being thick? <laughs> yeah. Or like when I read it, when, <laughs> I read, when I read when I read this earlier, now, believe it or not, people listening at home, there are many many things that pass me by that I can't get my head around. Um, usually related to the laws of the game, mm. but I read this about four times. I'm exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 got, I came to the conclusion it's either a mistranslation or. He is a man we should be keeping an eye on. <laughs> <laughs> or he was throwing it away because the ball boy had it, or he was throwing away a ball from his team. I just mm. can't figure it out, really. Confusing. Well, mm. right, well, we'll have to solve it another time. Uh, Manchester City had a great win away in Finald in, in the Champions exactly League. Did. I mean, really did. People talking up Finald, understandably so. But Man City put them to the sword. They, yeah. they, uh, they had two goals scored by John Stones, which was quite pleasing. I mean, the same uh, goal. City yeah. were absolutely great. I mean, you know, Feyenoord at uh, top of the Eredivisie, they, they beat United in the Europa League last season, did they not? They, had a, good, they had a good result. Yeah, at home, they had a good result um, against United. Um, City absolutely dominated the game. Mm. I, I wasn't really impressed with Feyenoord at all. I mean, I mean, defensively, they're absolutely atrocious. And, and City could have been... 3-0 up after about 10 minutes I think with Man City they've got that performance in them Manchester yeah, City yeah. against anybody this season within reason could turn up and just wipe the floor with them but on the other hand and this perhaps leads us on to Watford you could also see them labouring to, to, to wins like we saw against Bournemouth Bournemouth yeah. haven't picked up a point I don't think Bournemouth been terrible I don't think it's crisis time it's still Eddie Howe I think that's the reason mm. um, and, and, you, and you would trust in Howe to get his team going again but uh, Manchester City, I, I think, will be great entertainment value, obviously because of their uh, attacking lineup. But because if they do beat sides, they'll do it in a very entertaining way. Yeah. And of course, if, if they're having one of those games where it's not quite going for them, then it'll be quite uh, a competitive 
one. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to... Um, because I was reading all the literature up, up, up until towards this game like, uh, midweek against final was that this final game was a potential banana skin for City I mean City have looked vulnerable potentially defensively mm. final know what they're about <coughs> um, they, you know, well drilled team and like I say they're top of their domestic league at the moment and, and, and they just couldn't get into the game City just denied them it City essentially overpowered them with all the quality they've got um, and it was very difficult for me, which is not usually uh, sort of uh, surprising, I suppose, to try and work out the way Guardiola was playing. Because he seemed to play four and then a one in front of the four. And he managed to fit in David Silva and Bernardo Silva into the team. Mm. It looked like he was playing further forward, but just behind Aguero and Jesus. And they, and they completely dominated. Finally, just couldn't deal with it. Silver service. There, well, it yeah, was. Quite. Silver service, mate. No, absolutely. Um, and... But you're right, they play against Watford, they go to, to, to Vicarage Road this weekend. And I've tried to say this a couple of times on the show already this season. Watford, for me, are slipping under the radar and they are a definite potential banana skin for City. Do you think that we will be calling Vicarage Road a fortress? <laughs> a fortress <laughs> one, one thing in I, a few months. One thing I do know from the, the post-match with Pep Guardiola, the, the way he talks about Kevin De Bruyne, it's like Coleridge. He, <laughs> yeah. he speaks yeah, so eloquently him. about how much he really loves Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. I think he might have genuinely fallen in love with him. But he's fallen in love with John Stones. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, and, and his mistakes. He said, yeah. he, I mean, he said that, didn't he? But I, I just love this player. Yeah, yeah. But he I said, I love like this that. player and his mistakes. Yeah, yes, you know. I accept him with all his faults. Can yeah. can can um, can, um, can a very modern love tale exist between a Spanish man and a ghost? Indeed. Will modern society accept it? We'll keep an eye on it. I think modern um, society is going to have to. Yeah, he, if well, they win the league and De Bruyne's player of the season, then he's a he's a fantastic player, De Bruyne. <laughs> he really is a fantastic player. But but uh, going back to Watford, I mean, I, I really rate Marcus Silva as a coach, and I think we all understand. Great, yeah. We all we all do as well. Yeah. If you look at what Watford have done so far this season, the opening day, which we said before, is a bit of a lottery. They got a good, creditable th- high scoring draw against Liverpool. Mm. Which um, they fought the way back into very it, impressively, and, they, and they've had two away wins, um, which which went which went very well, obviously. But the, the one sort of blot on their copybook at first glance is this home draw nil nil with Brighton. But they had Miguel Britos sent off very early yeah. on. Yeah, they had. A, they gave us a moment to remember. They did. Yeah. Well, Britos certainly did. <laughs> yeah, um, outrageous sending off, if I remember yeah. rightly. <laughs> referee was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and and that was about twenty five minutes in, and Silver shuffled the pack and just dug in, and they got a nil nil draw out of that, which mm-hmm. I thought was very impressive at the mm-hmm. time. This. This is their first opportunity this weekend to to, to really make a statement. They're up in like I know it's only you know September or whatever, but they're in fourth in the league already. They're only two points off the top. If they beat Man City, they'll overhaul them. Um, and I, I don't think it's abs- I don't think it's out of the question. I genuinely don't. It's amazing, it's, isn't it? If they beat Manchester City, I know it's a big ask. I, I do think it's a big ask. I, th- I think um, I think it might be a stretch too far for them. But but Silva has done very well to hit, to hit the ground running, and also uh, Mario Zarate and Roberto Pereira. Are also uh, Pereira rather mm. are back from injury soon, which mm. is you know so I mean they're, plus. they're still missing some some decent players. I, I would like to suggest that if if, if Marco Silva doesn't get a spectacular offer from elsewhere, which he could this season, mm. you, you think he might do before the end of the season? Even? Well, well it, I'm saying if he doesn't mm. and he's at Watford for the for the whole season, then he could lead them to their to their highest Premier League finish. I'm, I'm saying, which is 13th by the way, which is only in 2016. But you have to go way back to 1987, I think it is, for a top half finish in England's top flight for Watford. Okay, so that first stat is a Premier League only stat, basically. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I, th- I, th- I think uh, we're really talking up Watford. Well, you can still get a hundred to one on Watford busting their way into the top four this season with Bet Three Six Five. It's a competitive league, but the precedent has been set at Leicester, <laughs> of course. So who knows? Ten pound on that will return us a thousand and ten pound, including stake on with Bet Three Six Five. Will Elton John be writing a song for Watford? Hello. 
England's Rose. <laughs> yeah, imagine if we did Candle. Hello, England's Hornet. <laughs> imagine if we did a version of Candle in the Wind called Hornet in the Wind. Hornet in the Wind. Watford got in the top four in the Premier League. I would be loving that. I was thinking yeah. if Watford got in the top four and they were doing quite well and they wanted to sign a, a, a fullback, it would be Hello, Pun Danny incoming. Rose. Danny Rose, yeah. yeah. Hornet yeah. by the Harlequin, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine if, they, if they just signed the lower league Danny Rose, because there is a player in the lower league called Danny Rose. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Imagine if they signed him just for the final game of the season so when they'd the already won the league. Mm. So Elton John could wheel the grand piano on and say, Hello, Danny Rose. That <laughs> well, would they could sign yeah. him and then get rid of him. Is that too elaborate? Goodbye, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Candle in Danny Blind. <laughs> Anyone? No? That's a completely different type of song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit we... Morrissey, isn't it? <laughs> Horn it in the wind. Oh no, there's flowers, not candle. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Peter, let's have some correspondence. All right, let's have some correspondence. Uh, the mailbag was once again just packed with emails, so thank you very much who, uh, for those of you who got involved. Short at the footballramble.com if you would like to say hello. Kicking off. Oh. I'm calling this uh, se- section basically. Um, Emails I wouldn't usually read out. Oh, good. But for whatever reason, (laughs) I'm tired. I slept on a train the last two days on the Caledonian aforementioned sleeper service. Basically, I'm reading out a couple that Um, I wouldn't usually. It's a good job you managed to sort yourself out of bed this time, because last time we were up in Glasgow, you had a colossal, and I do mean colossal, tantrum about not getting a bed on the sleeper train home. What's the point of getting a sleeper train if you just have a seat? sleep on it. It's just a train. It's just a train. But as I said before, Pete had a tantrum. It didn't turn up for the train, so I got his seat and mine, so I essentially got an ersatz bed. Yeah, Mm. but I got a bed because I was on the Megabus. Gold. And I bought Megabus gold. Gold. Mega bed. Me and you were going to have a lovely romantic bed weren't we got a free muffin you didn't tell me that I would have come with you <laughs> you'd have chased the bus yeah. down the motorway yeah. and then, muffin and, muff, 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 yeah. muff. and then who had the tantrum when he found out yeah. <laughs> you were very excited yeah. about the prospect as I remember Luke you, you, you were sort of viewing it like you were Louis Theroux I know. Sort of going on this weird weekend with <laughs> what, what's Pete like with yeah. Yeah. One, one tantrum cancelled the other tantrum out let's agree, let's agree on that yeah. so yes the, this email correspondence section is basically emails that I wouldn't usually read out um, Eddie Oxford got in touch hello gang I'm the guy who got the tattoo of the young Alan Shearer reluctantly eating a nectarine. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, my mate was in a band called Nectarine. Unrelated. <laughs> uh, Massively unrelated. Yeah. Uh, and this Sunday, the 7th of September, my partner is rollerblading the length of the Bakerloo line. Basically, we never usually read these sort of things out because uh, we get a lot of um, charitable kind of donation requests yeah. and stuff and like that. And we hate it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> but we can't sort of go for one when there's a, a whole heap of other people getting involved. So we don't normally do this and we're not going to do it again. Let's make it very clear. But my partner's rollerblading the length of the Bakerloo line covered in marmalade. She's yeah. p- performing this uh, solemn task to raise money for uh, an early years educational project in a refugee camp in Athens um, it's on crowd, it's on justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding Marma Blade do you see what they've done Marma there Marma Blade but the thing that got me was I was thinking no I don't remember you being the guy who had a tattoo of a young Alan Shearer reluctantly eating a nectarine so what I did was I searched his email address in our email server right okay and that is the picture of him alright yeah yeah can you see? Can you see the uh, Alan really, Shearer eating? It doesn't really look like Alan Shearer. I think it's a pretty I good representation. Say, I feel he's captured the reluctance. Yeah. The there, <laughs> he's a young hard. Alan Shearer okay. eating a nectarine. Right. I need that back marker. Something yeah. licking it. Um, <laughs> and basically, the email that went with it. And I think this is the reason why I didn't read out the email. Hi guys, hope you're all well. I'm more of a football weekly kind of guy, so I've never emailed you before. <laughs> oh well, they've gone to rat shit yeah. now, so the jokes on him. <laughs> how'd, how'd, how'd that fucking work out, Ed in Oxford? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> any 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 appends a picture of uh, his tattoo of a young Alan Shearer looked at the ear nectarine? Pete, I remember the meeting we had about this email, and you stamped your foot, literally put your foot down, and said, "If anyone's going to be known for shit tattoos on this show, it's going to be me." Thank you very much. <laughs> Marcus, Oxford. Do you remember it? Don't you, Marcus? It was another tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Ed, Ed in Oxford. Thanks, Ed in Oxford, and good luck with uh, your girlfriend's Bakery Lane yeah, Marmalade uh-huh. Fest. Good luck with the marmalade. Good luck with the marmalade. Okay. Uh, next in my list of emails, we don't normally read out from mm-hmm. William Nutt. Okay. The founder and chief strategist of NUT, N-U-T-T. Right. Ha, hey. Is is that not the uh, National Union of Teachers? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Okay. Hey, no name, just hey. Yeah. uh, I'm (laughs) loving the Football Rambles coverage of this young NFL season. This year is especially exciting (laughs) for my boutique digital agency as we're rolling out a website that visually compares team stats before each matchup. The project's reception thus far has been overwhelmingly positive, and to help get the word out, we're assembling a network of promotional partners. Of course, we'd be thrilled for the Football Rambles to get among them and be (laughs) foremost. Yeah. By the way, when you say the emails that you wouldn't normally read out, you've just clicked on the spam folder. Yeah, yeah. The spam folder, isn't it? Yeah. The arrangements are informal and simple. In return for featuring the Football Ramble prominently as a partner on the project, we'd simply ask that you share our uh, start with your audiences. No. Let me be brief, William. We are beside ourselves to have the opportunity to give our unparalleled coverage <laughs> um, of this young NFL season. What did you, I'm uh, well up for this. What did you reply? I replied that. Oh, OK. So we're getting involved, guys. Oh, right. We stuff. are going to be giving <laughs> the people the NFL news they need. Absolutely. You are going right? to be so popular this week, Pete. <laughs> Both inside and outside the ramble. <laughs> Matt Carlton, finally for now. After listening to this week's review show, I heard Marcus refer to the championship as the English League. And you know what's coming, Marcus. You know what's coming. I don't. I'll you up on this, Marcus. Know, as really? there are only five... Name? As there are... Matt Carlton. Yeah. As there are only five English managers in the Premier League, this got me thinking. Last year's Championships champions were Newcastle, whose manager was Spanish, uh, Rafa Benitez. Mm -hmm. Uh, Runners up, obviously, the Rob Brighton, uh, whose manager is Irish, Chris Hewton. He was born born like Forest Hill or something. Who do you play for? The nights were weird for uh, I know, yeah, that yeah, team. Yeah. Eddie Howell's never won. Huddersfield yeah. yeah. <laughs> via the playoffs with their American German David Wagner in charge. This year, almost half of the teams are managed by foreign managers. It's petty, isn't it? Well, petty. Yeah. <laughs> the English league is actually League One because last year's promoted clubs included Sheffield United, Bolton, Scunthorpe, by Wilder, uh, Parkinson, and Harris. Yeah. All fine gentlemen from England. Yeah. Maybe if we field an England eleven from League One, we may be elevated to the dizzy heights of beating teams like. Iceland in next year's World Cup. I think, Matt, you're going to look back on that in years to come as a colossal waste of everyone's time. <laughs> <laughs> but do enjoy the rest of the season and our unparalleled coverage of just the remem- NFL. <laughs> just remember which... <laughs> just remember... Sure at the football ramble. Just remember com. which pile that yeah. email was in. Uh, gridiron yeah. at thefootballramble.com <laughs> <laughs> Hey, have you not got any looking forward to the weekend? I know you have, because I did them for yeah. you. So. <laughs> Probably people chucking around the old pigskin, I'd wager. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, go on, who's tailgating who? I'll give you the whole nine yards, Marcus. Simon Claude. <laughs> Uh, this is what people are looking forward to at the weekend. Simon Claude, uh, who is looking forward to waking up in Pete Donaldson's arms on Saturday morning after the live show. Ooh. Well, that's prescient. Friday, yeah. Tomorrow night, Friday night, the 15th. You we're going to be King's off. Place. Come, come along. There's still tickets available. King's Place. Football Ramble. La, the la, show. La, la, la. Uh, it's in London, uh, as we <laughs> rarely mentioned. <laughs> It's in London, it's King's Cross tomorrow, and uh, I had a checklist of things I needed to remember. Uh-huh. Um, put them all in a carrier bag, they're all disgusting, mm-hmm. so come yeah. down. Can we, can we give people a, a little sort of taster of the stuff you've had to buy ahead of this show? Yeah, just I don't, a ta- no, 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 we want people taster. to come, we want people just to come. I had to give a wig a trim. 
There we go. Put Pete's, it that way. Pete's, mm. had to, Pete's had to modify a wig. I <laughs> know. I know. There's some no, sort. I'm not of... talking about my pubes. <laughs> my pubes will not be seen. I know. There's some sort of waistcoat involved. Right. Okay. Let's come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bloody hell! You can't say the other thing because it could be incriminating. Dan Parry. Dan Parry. Hang on, uh, wait, I thought you said you were done. No, this is the looking ahead to the weekend. Oh, right, okay, go yeah. on, far away. Then. Should you, should will you, will you, please continue. Do you need a little iPad like the NFL guys? Marcus, you, little playbook. You may continue. Marcus, you're the host. I know, and I'm <laughs> telling him to continue. Rein me in. Uh, Khaled Gale, I'm just interested to see if uh, Rafa Benitez isn't able to attend your Castle game versus Stoke. Will Mark Hughes still be annoyed at the lack of a handshake? He'll <laughs> <laughs> be straight in the car to the Wirral. Straight in the car to the Wirral, 100 miles an hour. Driving with one hand, yeah. just holding out the handshake the not whole do- way. Not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he runs into the hospital ward, not yeah. even wiping his hand with alcohol gel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he instantly gets a staph infection. Shaking hand of every doctor on the way in. <laughs> uh, he's looking forward to uh, Dan Parry's looking forward to uh, Rooney scoring a consolation overhead kick in a six-one defeat, celebrated <laughs> by a packed Old Trafford, excluding mm-hmm. De Gea. Uh, and also suburban Guna Chris says uh, check at left wing back against uh, at Arsenal uh, and uh, them adopting a flying V formation with uh, Kalasinic as the blunt instrument at the head against. Ooh. Chelsea. Well, not. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. It's going to be a fun weekend, guys. Are you finished, sir? After I the am col- finished. After the Cologne incident, as it will forever be, be longer mm. known, um, I think that might be possible. You mm. never know. It might well be. We're going to talk about Roy Hodgson and Arsene Wenger after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If I had 99 more England caps, I'd have had 100. I'm worried that when you the way you said that was like they're having some sort of illicit affair. Mm. Roy Hodgson and Arsene Wenger, but we've got no evidence to suggest that, have we? No. Never put it out there. Don't we? Okay. Um, <laughs> we have no evidence it's not happening. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Before we talk about that, strange things are happening in the Midlands of, of this fine country. Not long after Mark Hamill accidentally became a Wolves fan, what happened? Original Jackson 5 member Tito Jackson was spotted at the Molyneux. When I say spotted, he was on the pitch, presented in front of the fans. They are absolutely killing the 1970s. <laughs> and can I, can I just say because you will get emails it's Molyneux not the Molyneux sorry yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just saving your skin I appreciate that but it is an English stadium despite the name yeah. Tito uh, famously um, fathered sired if you will all three members of 3T yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true, him, is it? Right. Yeah. Tito's okay. Todger they were all made by that I knew they were Michael Jackson's nephews but mm. I wasn't sure which all Jackson Tito, brother yeah. it was he's, yeah. promo- he's promoting his uh, album Tito Time I listened to a little bit and to be quite frank it was in full contravention of my civil rights <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was disgusting. It was a terrible, terrible. The front album. cover. He's wearing one of those uh, baggy white tees that uh, younger gentlemen wear, and he is too old to wear it. <laughs> I'm fairly certain Latoya Jackson did a covers album called "He's My Brother." 
Oh, this year, which is a, a, a wonderful cover of Michael cash-in. Jackson. Songs. Yeah. No, just of of like famous songs. Oh, and, right, and the okay. title was was He's My Brother. <laughs> So that, I feel like if you're going to do that, be honest about it. Yeah. She has. Uh, yeah. Jim, it's, a, it's a tribute. She's not cashing in for crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a touching tribute. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Tito, when he was presented to the fans on the pitch, why would you present him to the fans? Yeah. That's what I don't mm. He said, this is my first soccer match. I've been told all about Wolves, so I'm so excited. Why are the Wolves so intent on introducing yeah. celebrities to football? I don't know, but I quite like this. He's been told all about Wolves. Remember Walter Zenger when he went there and yeah. said, oh, in Italy, like they're, they're one of the biggest teams. <laughs> Yeah. Wolves have got a very good international PR machine <laughs> going on. But, you know, I, I think this is a really rich uh, seam to mine. I think we should encourage our <laughs> listeners to get in touch with the most incongruous presentations of, of famous people yeah. at, at yes. ground. Okay, because yeah. I think there's quite a lot of them. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because you, what you'll get, quite a famous one will be, I don't know, I'm fairly sure George Groves, the middleweight, super middleweight boxer mm. champ, champion at the moment, who is a really keen Chelsea fan. He mm. wears the Chelsea badge on his shorts. I'm fairly sure he's been paraded at Stamford Bridge. Carl Froch has been um, paraded at Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. That, that's not really that incongruous, though, mm. is it? Because yeah. he's another sportsman and he's mm. proud for the city and all the rest of it. Look, were you paraded at Portsmouth? I never have been. <laughs> and that's, that, you're getting to the crux of my, my issue there. If you are listening, yeah. yeah. I'd take Hartley Pole. You would. Just put it out there. You would be, probably be one of the best ones I've had. You're in the canoe man. Now. You're in the canoe man. The most famous canoeist in the world. Yeah. I can, <laughs> carrying his canoe around the pitch. Marcus, I can hear the introduction now. <laughs> Uh, He'd do his own introduction. Sad to announce Jeff Sterling genuinely was not available, <laughs> but instead... And both Linnigan brothers. <laughs> here's Mr Pete Donaldson uh, standing behind Brian Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be honoured. He's got lovely calves. <laughs> As I wrote in the Football Hammer book, yeah, I was obsessed it, with them for a very long time. I'd like to be honoured. Did yeah. he shave them? <laughs> I don't think we're, I, no, uh, he's, not, he's not a sort of guy with a shaved his calf, Brian Honor. No way. Brian Honor. Yeah. No Did way. he have calves like John Hartson? No, nobody's got calves like John Hartson. True enough. No, horses don't have calves like John Hartson. <laughs> John, John Hartson's, um, John Hartson's the horse calves, calves are genuine. No, they don't really, do they? Got skin mm. no, I presume they... I don't know. They don't. No, Where, they don't what, do you think they're hiding somewhere else? the big animal I could think do you, of. Do you think they're, <laughs> they're hiding their calves under a bushel, Jim? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're not wearing their calves oh. lightly? Imagine, well, if, imagine if horses shaved their calves. <laughs> look, 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 yeah. weird, let, let us know, listeners, is a horse if, is horses calf bigger than a man's? Could you attach I think it probably is. razors to I mean, can I just say, they're, 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 they're scratching themselves, aren't you're they? You're going off on one and it's not for the microphone. L- listeners, listeners are welcome to do email. I, yeah. I already know they haven't, but yeah. listeners, <laughs> listeners are welcome to email to confirm it. But um, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Should we be on NFL? Oh, John, no, John Hartson's calves, thank yeah. you, Marcus, right. have, um, according to a friend of ours, yeah, yeah, yeah. they are so big, yeah. they said that the bloke said they made him physically feel sick. <laughs> like, they said he looked like someone had shoved a hock of ham <laughs> under, someone, under some skin. Oh. <laughs> That's a that measure. Nice. I'll tell you what, John Hartley, if you're listening, send us another picture of your calf. I'd love to know if they're still at that level. <laughs> Stand yeah. next to a horse when you do it <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal Palace have got their Croydon boy, Roy mm. Hudson. I've just realised that horses, horses, horses do have calves, don't they? They do they have, they have, have them. They're just not that big, are no, they? No, I mean, baby horses. Oh. <laughs> 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 They've probably got the biggest calves. Very I mean, good. pound for pound, probably the biggest calves are right, horses. Pete, calves. I was correct. No, the joke's, <laughs> on, the joke's on you because a baby horse is a foal. Um, it's a cow. That's a cow, cow, mate. Cow. Oh, is it cow? Cows. Yeah. 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 So I, just, I, hate, I hate those ones. Yeah. Well, I hate goats. I hate the difference between goats and sheep. Why do you hate goats? You, no, no. 
you Go, hate, I would think no, Gomes would be right say, up no, your he street. He didn't say he hated it. He hates the difference. Yeah. <laughs> so you hate the difference yeah, between goats can, and sheep. Why can't they always get along? What does that mean? Why can't sheep climb on fjords? Marcus, not fjords. Do we want to talk about Ron Marcus, or not? can you do something here? <laughs> What's he doing to a fjord and a dam? He's, uh... <laughs> right, that's enough. Marcus, controlled. Move I'm gonna, on. I'm going to get you to turn your own microphone off in a minute. <laughs> Roy Hodgson's gone to Palace. It's lovely. It was his boyhood club. He remembers watching Palace back in the day when he was wearing short trousers. Well, he called it his Royhood. Exactly. Yeah. He's, doing exactly. It, he's doing it to spite Liverpool. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Do you know, I read something somewhere that Roy Hodgson's father was an Everton fan. All right. That's, you that's know, Christian like Emil's long campaign of trolling. Dig. That fire, which would nev- will never dim anyway, has <laughs> now got more fuel to it. <laughs> oh, dear. Ray Lewington's been named his assistant, of course. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, um, consistency. Yeah, you've got it's to what have, they need. You, you take one, you've got to take the other. Ryan Ray. And, and I think this is a great point. A lot's been made of his age, and um, he's, on, years. he's on a two-year contract, mm. so he'll be 72 when the contract's finished, if he sees it out. Yeah. I mean, that's not that old these days, is it? I mean, come on. How old it? was Dick Advocar when he put Quite Sunderland old. to the sod? You know, <laughs> he wasn't as old as that. He's still not as old as that. <laughs> I saw a list the other day, I saw a list of um, other old managers. There's been there's been a few around that sort of age. Yeah. But, but mm. I agree with Ferguson you, Ferguson was managed at 71, yeah, wasn't he? was, yeah. Wenger's late 60s. Yeah, he just so, looks very good, Marcus. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Good. If you look at the um, the, um, the sort of profile of club that Hodgson's been successful at, as we said before, I mean, this is a perfect appointment mm. for him. Yeah, but providing he's still got the the sort of skill set that you'd hope he he has, I think he's, he's got the passion already. There's reports about him being on the training ground where he he, uh, he does most of his best work. Um, just to back up the comment about the uh, his age, he is the oldest man to be appointed as a permanent manager in the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, the others have, the others admittedly have have grown into that age because obviously Ferguson and serve for a very yeah. long time as an example but mm. even so I don't think that's necessarily that that old these days I think I think with, with, with Hodgson you know what you're going to get with yeah. him and, well, and go on Jim what I was going to say is what he brings is organisation isn't it so yes. if you hear about it, he just drills things on the pitch over and over and over again and they'll do maybe 10 different scenarios so the players pretty much always know mm. where they're supposed to be what they're supposed to be doing and I think we we, we all agree Palace have players who are uh, you know above what what they're showing at the moment. You look at players like Andros Townsend. Um, he loves Townsend obviously, as well. Obviously yeah. Zaha. And it, I mean, even players like Jason Punchin that are very, very direct. Like, I think that they could thrive under a system where they always know what they're doing and, and, and you know, it's comfortable. I think that's what they need. They need uh, with, with Frank De Boer, I understand why Palace got him in. As uh, we said before, a well-known broadcaster said, if you go for an English or British manager, then it's seen as a little bit of a boring appointment or not boring but not a progressive one yeah. and Frank De Boer if he, if he could have got his style but you know he's gone but they, we're, they, we're all said and done but, but Palace I think Roy Hodgson coming in there is, is, is a good appointment and, and some people may say oh, what about England or what about Liverpool clearly Hodgson's level is Palace, Fulham, West Brom mm. he, he, he you know Liverpool is a very very tough place and he didn't cut the mustard there mm. that's obvious and even with England I think with Hodgson when you give him a good group of players and it's and, and you say right go on and, and go and beat teams do you know what I mean like go and manage a big club where you're expected to win every week or or, or, or an England side you're at least expected to get to say the quarterfinals and, and beat com- well, not comfortably but but beat the opposition like Slovakia and, uh, and and Russia and so on he comes unstuck there he's more of a maybe kind of restrict the opposition playing kind of manager. Hodgson, actually, his best tournament for England, probably, was 2012. When he first took over. When yeah. he first took over, because as soon as he got in, he thought, right, I've, I've only got an, a matter of weeks to work with the players. Yeah. I'll have to set up like I normally set up, like he did with, say, Fulham, when they had that amazing Europa League run. And it kind of worked. The difference is, with England... England have the potential, one could argue, let's not get into that too much, that they should go and express themselves anymore. And obviously they had that awful game against Italy, but Italy didn't score in 120 minutes. True, and I I mean, you know, 
Wilfred Zaha is injured, by the way. He's got a, he's quite quite a yeah, bad I mean, injury at the moment. I don't, I, don't, I, don't when he's, I don't know when he's back. Um, but but Crystal Palace, when you when we saw them play um, in in Frank de Boer's final game in charge, much but, better. Yeah, it wasn't mm. like it wasn't like that. This is a team that needs stripping down and rebuilding from yeah. scratch. I mean, Dot Ball's unlucky because if they'd got a draw there or or even so a win, really which they should have done. Could, he, 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 that, but five margins. But, but did that not look like somebody who doesn't really know football looking at the match and going, "Well, we didn't win." And making the decision, and well, you wonder whether he's got pressure. For, you wonder yeah. if Steve Parrish has got as a pressure from, from elsewhere because obviously there are American owners and all that sort of stuff. Because if you look for green shoots, that match was green shoots. But for the me. problem for we, we won't mm. know about De Boer, mm. will we? Unless he gets another job in England and is given an, another go. But some people will say no. He, he had a chance. Palace are in a bad situation, and, and someone like Hodgson, as, as I think Luke said before, when they've been managed under say Sam Allardyce, then Hodgson comes in. It's a similar type. Well, of I, I, do you know what? I, I almost made this better the week. But I didn't because. Um, We'll see. I'll tell you why later. But I think Crystal Palace will beat Southampton at the weekend. I think it's a good start for him. They've not been that good, Southampton. Um, it's, there's going to be a feel-good factor around the place. I would imagine the players are going to know exactly what they're doing, as you guys have said. Um, and I think it's a nice place to start, which is just as well because, as we've mentioned before, they've got a few hard games after this. They go to United. They go to City. This is must-win against it, it really is. Yeah. Um, they're thirteen to ten with Bet Three Six Five to be relegated this season, though Crystal Palace, even with Big Roy in charge, uh, ten pound will return twenty-three pound, including. Um, so come on Liverpool fans if he's as bad as you say he is stick your money where your mouth is <laughs> <laughs> Pete there's a bit of jeopardy for you here as well because if Palace fail to score before the 78th minute they'll break the Premier League record for longest time taken by a team to score a goal in a season which is held by Newcastle Yeah, 438 minutes in 2005-06 so you probably want to hang on to that oh, so leave it late guys God, Pete another, another record down the swanee eh? yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Archer might be interested in signing Jack Wilshire in January get that band yeah. back together well Bojack Wilshire he hasn't played for, he hasn't played the Hodgson before though has he well for England loads well, yeah but I mean come on <laughs> L- loads really loads well, he, he started him a lot I think there was only I think there's only like six players who played more times for is there England really? under Wilshire or something like that is there really uh, under, under Hodgson yeah, you, get, you get the picture ladies and gentlemen for crying out loud if you don't Wilshire. I apologise <laughs> less of that um, Arsene Wenger are we ready to move on to Big Veng, he said he would prefer to return to the Champions League next season by finishing in the top four rather than winning the Europa League. Beggars can't be choosers. I'd like Jim. him to do both. Was he? Was he even said that? It, it was put to him <laughs> in a press conference. What, like as a direct, fair. like either or question? Would you not? I, would I just, think so. I you sat- are in a forest clearing. <laughs> <laughs> you can go north, west, or east. Yeah. <laughs> I sat back in my chair and said, "I'd like to finish seventeenth and win the Europa League." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that in your papers. Mm. Uh, that would have been great. Uh, Rio Ferdinand made a comment on the telly about the importance of the relationship between the two centre backs and the goalkeeper. I mean, obviously, the, the, the great man will make this kind of comment, but it was interesting. It was in light of Liverpool and Arsenal changing keepers around and including uh, uh, changing them for the cup, of course. And mm. we've seen a few teams do that, to be fair. And he said that those three players form a triangle. You need a bit of consistency. And now Arsenal have been playing a back three, which Jamie Carragher was very critical about yeah. Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal getting it left, right, and centre, Jim, aren't they? Certainly from, are. From the pundits. I get Fairly the, used to it. I, yeah, I get the rationale behind what Carragher said, which is that um, if you mix it up and change a formation, it actually refocuses all the players' minds and they have mm. to actually think about what they're doing. I get that. But I, I, I also agree with Ferdinand's comments. I mean, uh, the great, a great example of what he's saying, this sort of triangle um, group of, of two centre-halves if you're playing for the back and, mm-hmm. and a keeper. The thing that that brought to mind for me was Liverpool. See, Liverpool aren't able to settle on this on this centre-back situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems to me that, for example, um, Klopp plays Mignolet sometimes and then plays Carrius. It's interesting how Mignolet sort of changed his game slightly as well. He's a bit mm-hmm. more limited now. But with, with, with the centre-backs, 
it's like he doesn't want to play Lovren in the Premier League. He plays him in the Champions League, but every time he plays him in the Champions League, he makes like a massive error. He doesn't yeah. play him again, but he still plays oh, him I knew, in Europe. I knew it was a reason I didn't play him in the league. There, there's absolutely no balance there. So I think Ferdinand's right. I, th- I wouldn't have been surprised because I saw Ferdinand say that as well. I wouldn't have been surprised if he was um, if he wasn't having half an eye on Liverpool when he mm. was saying that. He, he makes an interesting point because he said it. You know, it, it takes a long time for that. He described it as a telepathy that that, that back three has, and uh, or that that triangle has, and that that takes a long time to build. You can't get it after two or three games. It takes about ten of those players playing together. And then you just instinctively, all three of you know what the other's going to do. And but you, you also know. have, you also, I mean, Marcus, you can probably think of more than I can because you're good at this sort of thing. There's, there's been classic centre back defensive partnerships in the Premier League era. Stuff like and Ferdinand was in one of them. Ferdinand Vidic. I mean, I was thinking of Onsho and Ippi as well, who were very good together. You're thinking of Bruce and Palace. There you go. There's another one. Yeah. So that, we, we are the, the Premier League is quite well known, or certainly has been in the past, for those types of, of sort of defensive relationships, hasn't it? Because it was they've always gone a back four. Mm. Unlike uh, in, in maybe some other leagues, you know, in Italy, for example, yeah. the back three has been quite popular in the last few years. I know it's come in to England, but that's because of Conte, and, uh, and, among others. And we did talk about that on, on the continent this week, didn't we? We talked about how Milan switched from three at the back to four at the back, and all of a sudden Bonucci looked all over the place. Mm. He, like, he, he was really unprotected, and they end up losing 4 1. You know, so it can mm. it can affect defenders, you know, very, very difficult, make it very difficult for them. Yeah, very much. Well, Arsenal are going to have to get results against teams like Chelsea Absolutely. if they're going to finish in, in the top four, of course. Yeah. Uh, Thibaut Courtois, the Chelsea keeper, said that Chelsea are in buoyant mood after thrashing Carabag 6 0. Absolutely. I mean, they have an advantage in that, you know, um, they've had a couple of extra days left. Uh, rest and uh, their players are generally better. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's the crucial advantage, yeah. isn't it? Arsenal need to sort of put a marker down in, in a game like this sooner rather than later because it's, it's always a hindrance. And at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea tend to have a, have a great time regardless of how the FA Cup final went. So um, Eden Hazard tends to enjoy it, and uh, they clearly have such an inferiority complex. So part of me just wonders, like, just go hell for le- hell for leather. Treat it as a game where you have got nothing to lose rather than just sort of play within yourself and and. It, Arsenal look like they expect to lose those games, mm. and that's not a mindset that a you way can... to Stamford Bridge is such a, 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 a what would you call it like a mental block for yeah. Arsenal. I but think. I mean, they did go for it once at Old Trafford, famously, and they, <laughs> they got beaten eight two. So you don't want that to happen. No. That will kibosh well, their confidence. Stop it. Four. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go hell for lever until you like five nil down. <laughs> then go really conservative. <laughs> At least you've had a go. Yeah. I mean, Drogba used to love to bully that Arsenal defence, yeah. and Diego Costa has, has has done a little bit as well. Obviously, Diego, uh, uh, Drogba was more effective. If you just see how they they line up against Morata, yeah, well, I, he's I, a slightly I, different type of forward. Well, so the, the Chelsea six nil thing was a really important win for them because they're back in the in the Champions League. The fans would have been excited because they they would have felt that it was a bit of a fixture for them. Champions League football. They missed out on it. They come back and they and they did they rested a couple didn't they mm. against Carabag and you sort of thought well, that's a bit of a gamble because it's your first game back in the Champions League you really want to put a marker down now of course they were able to do that because they won very very easily I'll be fascinated to see how Chelsea set up because they paid Spurs a lot of respect at Wembley they packed that midfield didn't they, they? Did. made it mm. very difficult for Spurs and they nicked it I don't know. If, we'll, we'll, we'll see just how much Conte rates Arsenal by how he sets up against them at, at home this week. I think at home is a different. It is, yeah, but I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal are still a, a good team. Yeah, you know. So we haven't seen Chelsea play. Have we seen Chelsea play a team of that quality at home so far this season? I don't think we have. Mm. So, so I mean, it, it will be. That's a curious one to see how he, he, he sets up. He may just think, well, you know, what we're, we're much better than Arsenal, so so we'll be fine. I mean, they they didn't pack it against Everton, for example, who they played at Stamford Bridge and, and, and beat fairly easily. So, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. Arsenal did beat Chelsea. I know it was at the Emirates, but Arsenal did beat Chelsea mm. fairly easily last season. And I mean, in, the, in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what um, if, if Michy Bachelet comes off the bench because he's he scored a couple of goals and, and it's, he makes himself an option quite often when he's you know when he's been given the chance. He did very well towards the end of last season. Obviously, scored the goal that won them the title. And you know, people talk about Chelsea as having a dearth of options up front, but I, I really rate Bachelet. I think he's decent, hey, and quite, they can always throw Diego, uh, uh, David Luiz up there yeah, the way he finished yeah, yeah. on the opening day. I, I don't know. What we, I don't know what to make of Arsenal so far this season either, because they they beat Bournemouth pretty easily. Mm. They got absolutely hammered by Liverpool. It looks like at the time of recording, they're having a difficult night at home in the Europa League against Cologne, who haven't actually. I think they're bottom of the Bundesliga. But they showed. Uh, it, that, I mean, they showed a bit of character against Leicester. Did Arsenal? That could yeah. have gone either way that game, though, yeah. and they were beaten also by Stoke just after that. So I don't really know if we know what type of the, Arsenal the team we've got yet. A banger Arsenal. There's been a lot of individual mistakes leading to, to goals and uh, this happens quite a lot it's a very much part of the cycle of Arsenal that you, you get these these errors um, that are then drilled out of them and they go on a go on a winning run for a while and then it just happens again when the pressure comes on this, so this is tailor made to... for an Arsenal win here it's like a really convincing really? win think? Well, oh yeah Wenger's back good the, the 7 to 4 with better 365 to beat Chelsea on their own patch for £10 will return £27.50 including stake there we are, you see, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and Atletico Madrid seem very hopeful of signing Diego Costa, who uh, last we heard was still in Brazil having yeah, a jolly. He, he mm. seems keen to join them, so I think from their point of view, they've, they've got a lot to be encouraged by. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, um, Marker in Spain are reporting that there's been a deal done or something. I'm sure I read that the other day, so oh, who knows. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll see Diego back on the pitch reasonably soon, although not until the new year, of course. Uh, Luke, what is our best bet with Bet365? It is Watford... No. To win no. or a draw. He's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I want a hat-trick. He's, he's, he's earning the hat-trick. I like that because yeah, you could have gone it. for a much easier option and I respect this. When he's, the, he's in the middle of the high wire. When you're hot, you're hot, Donaldson. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. He's going for an unprecedented yeah. hat-trick so in the, the hot seat. The best bet with Bet365 is Watford to win or draw in the double-chance market against Man City. This is 12-5 to 5 with Bet365, so our £50 will return £170, including stake, with all proceeds to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, uh, go to gamblerware.co.uk. So just to reiterate, for this bet to land and for me to get the hat-trick mm-hmm. and stay in the hot seat for another week, <laughs> Watford must win or get a draw on Saturday against Man City. Your face is like the face of a man meeting uh, a the in-laws for the first time <laughs> and telling a dirty joke at dinner. <laughs> No, Marcus, you're not no, sure he's about it. Meeting the in-laws for the first time and it's going really well. Yeah, that's the look. And he's like, no. "This can only go down." <laughs> I'm really, I'm really confident. You're helping the dad chop wood. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think Watford are going to put a marker down there. I do. I do. <laughs> I, 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 really, I think it's a great bet. I'll put it out there. I think it's a lovely one. <laughs> so one. Tune into that. I look forward to the tweets either way. One Actually, all... I only get tweets if it, it goes wrong. Normally. <laughs> no, to, Jim will tweet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a game show from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> and sort of you and you. You can yeah. bring that back. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but let's get off that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus's memories. That'll do. Mm. All right. Um, wow. We've got well, enough from you today, PD. We're going <laughs> to... Yeah, we Sorry about that, I'm very tired. Sorry made, about the calves. You've, you've made this job very hard for Marcus today, Pete. It's not even calves, it's calves. We've got a live show tomorrow night, so I hope you've got some yeah. energy left. I'm going to go to sleep for the next 12 hours. Okay. On a train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do it like... Wait, is wait, that wait, the wait, only way you can guarantee uh, a good like night's sleep? Just like Wayne Rooney, when he used to have the hoover on. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> handcuff him, cleaner. handcuff himself to the circle line. Yeah. Just go yeah. round yeah. on no. that. Does the night tube run on Thursday? I'll tell you now, if Pete falls asleep on the train, he'll wake up in like Lil. 
That's, <laughs> that's not happened. that far away. Yeah, well, that, you can get back from there. Don't accept the challenge. <laughs> you can get back from there. No, I thought you were going to say... Oh, Hamburg. Gonna... Winchester. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Lille. You mean Worcester. Go on. Winchester? <laughs> Worcester. Worcester. Uh, yeah. It's a ramble trope, mate. Are you in the ramble or are you out the ramble? Oi. Are you angling for a move, sunshine? Uh, <laughs> get inside it's... this tent and start pissing out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed with you now as well. <laughs> you sound like the head of the, the La Liga people. Jim's the only one of my good books now. Yeah. Oh, it's a lonely place, guys. Well, yeah. I've got about a minute or two for you to stuff that up, Jim. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. It's been an absolute pleasure. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, BT. Come and see us at the live show tonight at King's Place in King's Cross. We'll see you at King's Place. Thefootballramble.com forward slash news for tickets. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.